What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the Run Your Mouth podcast. We're out here in the shed, and uh, you've done some renovations. I'm not sure how I feel about it, Mr. Nice. Okay. What don't you like about it? Well, you've created more space, which is very elegant, and I, I, I prefer having the space. I am a claustrophobic individual. Okay. I already feel more relaxed. I feel like we're going to have better podcasts, but there was something about the flavor of all the trash in here that, at least visually when we were recording, I felt like made for a better environment. Like, I liked having the pile of trash. Yeah, you were eating it. Well, I don't know that I was ever snacking on the trash. I just think visually it did a little bit more than the shower curtain and just walls. So we're gonna we're gonna have to do something to <laughs> brighten up the texture in here. I do agree with you, actually, because I do. Uh, Maybe I, a graffiti artist. Maybe like we can get someone to. My boy just moved back yes, into town, so let's have idea. him fucking tag it up. But I'm trying to minimize the trash because. I mean, it's been an ongoing thing and a, and a theme for a long time in the shed, and I think we're going to try and move past over. the trash. <laughs> <A new league. laughs> I, like, you, I like how you guys have white trashed up the property, because oh, yes. what you've done yes. is you said, there's too much trash in the shed, so mm. let's get a secondary shed, <laughs> and your secondary shed is like an above-ground pool where it's not a full yeah. structure. Yeah. It's just like uh, a banner, basically. That it, yes. I, I mean, that's not locked up in any way. When it, uh, it's zippered up. I mean, it's weighted down. Correct me if I'm wrong. Got rid of the regular trash, add a little more white trash. Yes. Levels it out. I guess it lets people Elliot. know that if you don't care to guard it, it's probably not worth taking. Yeah, because that's more of the patio stuff. It's letting and people know, like, hey, we're real hoardery, so we're just building a temporary garage in the middle of our driveway. Good luck what you're looking for. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we don't much. even know what the fuck is in here. <laughs> yes, exactly. Best of luck. Speaking of temporary outdoor structures, I'm a little bit amused by, so every restaurant has had to go outdoors. That That's what's happened. But I'm noticing that the outdoor structures are becoming more and more permanent structures that you might as well just go inside. Yeah. <laughs> you're putting all walls up on yeah there. it's you're, like it's like, like now you're zipped up with yeah, fucking it's, heaters and it's shit. three walls yeah. and then uh like a, a curtain on one side you might as well just go indoors it, it's like it i guess if you like eating at the shittier restaurant outdoors then sure and the tables are actually closer together because they gotta fit yeah because they gotta fit everybody tent. in there it yeah. makes no sense yeah. whatsoever i've definitely seen that where they're, they, they're saying you can eat as long as you're outdoors. You can eat indoors as long as you bring like your indoors outside. What? But then you make it in, like like whoa. Like you take the tent. Whoa. That made no whoa. sense. That was no like, like, nah, like either that or it made all the all sense. the sense. It just was over our <laughs> no, head. No, like you're like you're you, making. If you go inside in, with a tree, then you're okay. No, if like you're taking your dining room, you're putting it outside, but then you're enclosing it into an indoor thing. Now you're just basically indoors again. But I think like, that was no, the point a, we yeah. were making. That's what I said. But I tried to say it all philo- philosophical, and you're like, nah. Nah, it sounded super philosophical. As long as you're indoors or outdoors, then you're okay. Did you guys... <laughs> that's what I was saying. You're either or. Did you guys get a tornado warning on your phones yeah. on uh, Sunday night? Yes, I did. You did? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I, I'm working on a... Like a, a st- I'm going to get a joke out of this, but I was driving on the Merit, and earlier in the evening, I saw a flash of light, which was the weirdest flash of light I ever saw. It wasn't quite lightning, because it was too... You know, lightning's kind of focused, or if it's not, it's a big, bright light. Mm-hmm. This was like an off-green color. Yeah, I've seen this before. I was For a second, I was like, oh, I, I wonder if it's going to hail. And then I'm driving, it's windy as all fuck, the, um, the alert noise goes off, which is that amber alert noise with the... It's a pretty obnoxious sound. And then it goes, tornado warning, if you're in your house, head to your basement immediately. If you're in a mobile home or a car, seek shelter. And 
I kind of was like, I started, I mean, I'm like a nervous Jewish guy. So I start fucking panicking. Cause I'm like, what the fuck is there? There's not usually tornadoes around here. And then I was thinking about that green light that I saw. Right. And I'm looking at all this wind and I'm wondering like, I'm in the middle of the high, what am I supposed to do? But then I'm looking around and every other car is just driving. And I'm wondering, did I get, was I the only one that got this message? Should I be pulling off the highway to try and knock on someone's door? Like how imminent of a threat is this tornado? So then I just, I, you know, like, I guess pre-internet, pre-phone days, I always had a friend that I would call when I needed directions. I had like, the friend that I called this time was not a fat friend, <laughs> but I used to have a fat friend who was always at his computer. So if you were lost, you could call him up and it was like, <laughs> almost like being in one of those movies where you've got yeah, your own tech like your CIA guy. Yeah, yeah he's like exactly. The, he's like Alfred at the fucking Batcave. Yes, yes, yeah. exactly. You could, it, there was no point in day where you could, where if you called this guy, he wasn't being fat and sitting at his computer and he could pause his video game for two minutes to give you directions. I remember that being when I before I had a smartphone. Yeah. So this was similar. Not calling my fat friend, but I called my friend to just be like, hey, is there like really a tornado thing? Because I'm a couple miles. All right, here's my point. Why would you do an emergency broadcast for a non-emergency situation? Why was it in a non-emergency? Because no fucking tornado happened. Okay, it, all right. To clarify, yes, you're, and this definitely is gonna ruin your joke. But to clarify, um, there was, uh, they were unsure where exactly the but tornado was. But I thought was they were they, it, that I saw this later. It was the Bronx area, and I was all the way in Connecticut, so yeah, I was they, not. But all right, so there was like a they red got location street. technology. They, they know where I am. <laughs> they've been tra- they've been fucking uh, COVID tracking you anyways coming yeah. from New York, but they there was like a red streak on the Doppler map and it was what pretty the fuck's much a like Doppler map, the map, image map from the Doppler machine, the Doppler radar, bro. Is that a real thing or do you just make that up? You don't. Know, <laughs> you never watched the Weather Channel? Yo, I just begin my Doppler <laughs> on. You know the Doppler? Yo, me, me concerned. If me I fuck, me the fucking Doppler. Doppler. Is that yo. a concern? Yo, is that Weather Channel? Yo, is that is that shit Doppler <laughs> yeah, accurate or what? Yo, the Doppler is you know that's the technology. Yeah, by Steve Doppler. He yeah. invented it. You're making that up. No, Steve they, Doppler. Yeah. And what did Steve Doppler do? Well, he wore turtlenecks. <laughs> the, 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 dop, the dop himself. Steve Dobbs. Yo, he dropped acid. Steve, Steve, Steve Dobbs. <laughs> All right, so you were saying... Yo, there was a red streak, and they weren't sure where it was going to hit specifically. Did it even land? Yeah. Yeah, it did. And I think some places in New York got hit, but it wasn't one twister. It's just like a hot zone for twisters. Like, there's tornadoes that could form anywhere there. And right now, with the temperature fluctuating, the hot and cold is how you get that formation. So they had like a hot zone and pretty much everyone got a text that was in that zone. A lot of people didn't get it, but the um like my parents called me and they were like, "Yo, this shit is right like on your house." Like get in the basement type shit. And so you when- actually went to your basement? No, but I, I hate my basement. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, "No, this thing was serious." So yeah. you took it seriously? No, of course <laughs> not. I was Why would I take it seriously? <laughs> no, I I did take it seriously, but not for my safety. I just wanted to make sure that like the laptop was charged so we had a movie to watch if we ran out of power. <laughs> uh, I actually turned the stove on uh, to add some more heat to the house in case we lost power, like that kind of thing, but it was crazy because I thought it was going to hit real hard cuz when I got that call, the wind was going crazy. Like it was Dude, it was crazy. There wind. was shit flying yeah. all over the place. I was like, holy fuck. And then it was like, all right, it's hitting at 9.15 or whatever the fucking time was. And it, this was 15 minutes from then. So I'm like, oh shit, dude, it's really gonna come. And then all of a sudden it slowed down and there was nothing. And I was like, 
yo, this is the eye of the storm. <laughs> like, you know, that part in Day After Tomorrow where everyone freezes? Like, I thought, I was like, oh, dude, we're in the middle of it. Like, this shit's about to hit. And then it was just calm for the rest of the, the night. in that movie it's Twister nice. when you saw the cow just yeah, fly by? <laughs> That's Kevin gotta... Bacon in Twister? No, it was no? that guy from uh, True Lies or whatever. Yeah. He always plays a weirdo. I forget his name off the top guy of my head. But he was, he, he was also in that, uh, I never watched it, but there was that HBO show Love that he was the main character in. Whatever. He, he's a weirdo in everything he's been in. Oh, yeah, yeah, He's kind of fun, but he's love. a weirdo. I know the show loves. I went for uh, <laughs> a nice bike ride on Sunday. I don't think you guys are big bike ride people. Um, but I mean, I'm known to bike. Don't judge a book by its cover. You like to get out and about. You like to deliver mail. We all know what it is to be driving down random streets. But when I go for a bike ride, I like biking through rich people's areas. You don't want to go. You don't want to be biking in poor people area. There's not much to look at. The streets are much thinner. Like your streets down here, like you, it, it is. Yeah. It is thin. It's like all of a sudden it's New York City. You got to deal with the random people who are just pulling over for no reason. It's like it's just more stressful. And when you're on a bike, you don't want to be hitting a lot of lights. You know what I mean? You want to be going on these nice long streets. And then I also love just staring at rich people's houses and just every single house, kind of admiring it, imagining what my life would look like if I lived there. And I always kind of, in the back of my head, think, isn't it incredible that I can even appreciate this person's house? Like, if you think about how much life you have to go through in order to own, like, one of these million-dollar houses, like, over in Darien on Biking Pass, like, the fact that I can be at street level... On biking Pass? <laughs> right next to this person's house is kind of cool. Yeah. You know, like, I get to enjoy... For a minute, I get to enjoy that guy's street. Like, think about it. You have to have a million dollars in order to live on this street. But I'm allowed to just bike through. Like, I can enjoy their street. I can't go inside the guy's house. I can't yeah. be on his property. But I'm saying there's, like, a vibe to his street, and I can enjoy that guy's street. To me, there's something kind of pretty cool about that, that there isn't, like, separation of wealth in a way that you can't even, like, get access it. to be around <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. it, right? So, okay. So I like biking through these nice areas. I'm biking through, um, and I like getting lost and, like, finding new streets. I ended up, like, at um, some random beach I never saw in Darien, which was really, really nice. And just, you're probably looking at, you know, $1.5, million oh, houses. I know the exact beach that you're talking about. I, I drove through there once by accident. I forgot what the hell I was it's doing. It's kind of tucked away, and it, yeah. it is really... I think you can see Cove from that beach. I think be. it's like that. Well, yeah, we'd border. I think you can see Cove... Um, yeah, Cove from that beach. For some reason, uh, that beach, because it, it's not a lot of beach, it feels like you're almost in the middle of the ocean. Uh, because the uh, maybe I was just out on a really windy day, so there was like a high current, but it felt mm -hmm. like even though you're on the beach and you're just you know by the water, it felt like yeah. you were okay. Anyways, <laughs> before what even happened, um, or I was looking at the footage from uh, the Washington um, rally, I was just kind of thinking about that. Part of the reason why I'm able to just bike through these neighborhoods is that there's not that much of a threat of violence for these people that, you know, I guess they don't have to worry about poor people coming to their area and just looting their like, isn't that kind of interesting that if you go to Darien and there's these $1.52 million houses, it's not like you have security on these streets. You don't even see a lot of cops. There's just something civilized about the way that we live that. I guess, you know, poor people aren't going to Darien all that often and doing break-ins because I guess mm. there's enough of a police force or enough people with guns that you're, people aren't really just breaking into other people's homes. I think um, they, eh, I think it is happening, though. Like, um, but mo maybe more uh, car thefts, but uh, in New Canaan, I think, recently. Because, like, um, 
the people that live in those areas, they, they have like, you know, like keyless cars that push the starts. So they tend right. to leave their keys in their cars because they're like, oh, what, so what do I need it for? Easy to steal. Yeah. And people just go in and steal the cars all the time from there. I, I haven't heard about that, but there's a lot of car. Yeah, because like uh, I think well recently, but also they just leave the cars open because they're like, yeah, just like you think, like, who the hell is going to come here? come up my driveway and then take shit out of my car and people but, and they're and probably people on are, camera too and stuff like that but that's true yeah. there are a lot, so many cameras now yeah, there are a sure. lot of break-ins though still um it's just not so much like looting it's like break-ins it's like little like you know take little valuables from the garage or fucking you know whatever yeah. whatever and be out not like home not that, like a home invasion yeah, it can't yeah. be that widespread because then these people would start doing the private neighborhoods well they have the, those white well, the fences private neighborhoods that they have stagger the, the private that keeps neighborhoods people out though, yeah but the ones that have those the private neighborhoods they usually have uh, a security like i know there's one i think it's called dolphin cove yeah dolphin cove they got their own police force they drive the little honda crvs they got their own cops like so fucking, Maybe we could look at the crime statistics, and I'm wrong. I'm going to venture to guess that Darien and New Canaan break-ins are not that widespread. I'm just going to venture to guess that because I think that they would probably be living their lives a little bit differently with more security. And I think it's pretty unique that you can kind of just be, you know, within 100 feet of some really rich people. Like, that That to me is kind of interesting. And then I look at what's going on with, like, the Antifa people uh, and the way that they're bringing violence into the world and like I, I i think one of the most interesting things about typically speaking and maybe one of the only arguments for government is that if you have this third party monopoly on violence uh maybe it has a placating effect because everyone becomes so afraid that other people are going to be violent towards them they tend to act first that was kind of what happened in the second plan of the apes movie is that both the humans and the apes because they're kind of different groups of people they're so afraid that the other one's going to do mm. shitty things to them they go we better act first Preemptive. because yeah, yeah, yeah. if mm. we don't get rid of this threat and i feel like there, a lot of violence ends up happening because people are there's fear of other they think hey if these guys don't they're gonna mm -hmm. come get me first the best the best defense is a good offense we better strike first because they're gonna come get us we don't want these people to become stronger uh and so i don't know in my head it's just like if, if we don't want an escalation of violence in this country and I really think we're overlooking a population of people that are looking for violence. And the more you initiate it, the more fear you're going to generate and the more of a response you're going to get. And it only escalates. It, it, no one ever goes like, you know what I mean? It only escalates. It's like, it's kind of like the boys in the hood type thing. That movie is a pretty good showing of the escalation of violence. Like one person gets shot then they go, all right, we got to go shoot these people. Mm -hmm. Then they're like, we got to go shoot these people. They never sit down and go, all right, we're even, yeah, you know, yeah. it's not, it's not like I fart, then you fart. It's like you <laughs> killed somebody. I can't just let, like, he's dead. I got to fucking get some retribution here. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then you start thinking like, oh, look at the violence here. I better really go do something fucked up to these people to mm -hmm. show them that they don't want. And they, they don't go, Oh, I guess we learned our lesson. He did something really... They're like, we better go do something super fucked up to them mm -hmm. so that they don't come out here and do something fucked. And they go, we better do something super, super fucked up. Yeah. And it just escalates. So I really just think we are, as a society, and I and I, I, I we did a whole long part of the problem on this, and it's the news that's overlooking it because mm -hmm. we could be doing a full-scale report of who's funding these people, who are at these colleges teaching these classes, who's recruiting these people, who is preaching this violence, 
What are the flaws in this philosophy where you can claim yourself to be anti-fascist and at the same point be completely escalating fascist. violence? <laughs> They're completely fascist. Or They're even big, like... e even if you have the wrong point of view and you're like, the, but this is exactly the fear of other. They go, the fascists are going to control us. So we have to be violent to them first. That's exactly what I'm describing. Mm -hmm. It's the fear of other that if we're not and violent then authorities first, are like we have to fucking squash this before it gets crazy. Right. And, then, and everyone's and like, we, we got to act first forth, here. Yeah. But then if you take the other perspective where it's like, well, as long as we're not being violent towards each other and everyone's not being violent, then we remove yeah. the, the fear element. We remove mm -hmm. the worst part of this and then we can have conversation and actually mm -hmm. get changed from conversation. Yeah. So it's, I, or at it, least progress. I, I cause I, I watched the footage and I, I gotta tell you, I have a general, like I, I once got, I was very mad. I was once reading the New York post and they put the um, pictures of when the ISIS people beheaded, or it wasn't beheaded, when they put the guy into the cage and they were going to like, and they lowered him in uh, the cage. Did shark you, diving? Well, it wasn't shark no, diving. I didn't it was, see this. They, they put a guy into a cage. I think they lowered him into a body of water so that he would suffocate. I don't mm. know if you guys remember this, but at one no, point ISIS was capturing individuals and they were um, killing them in very gruesome ways to kind of go, hey, listen, we're really going to fuck you up, you know? And I find, uh, I had a friend in high school who used to love, I think the, the website was like, uh, I can't remember the name of Rotten. the website. Com. It was like Oberish or something. It was oh. really just a website. It was like, I never watched the Faces of Death videos, mm -hmm. but this was a website just to go to to see. Rotten, you know Rotten? I don't know what any of those Yeah, Rotten is the same type of thing. It Rotten. was a website com. just to go to to see gruesome never, images. Mm -hmm. And he would just sit there and sift through it. And I kind of felt like, I, I can't totally explain this, but in my opinion, I don't need those images inside my brain. Like if you think yeah. of people yeah. that go to I, war... I, and then they come back and they have PTSD. It's because they saw shit that mm. humans aren't supposed to see. And then mm. your brain, even though you're not actively looking at the image, it still has to process that that's like a part of reality. Thing, yeah. So if you want to protect your own innocence, there's some things that, yes, horrible things happen in this world. Kids get killed. Kids get like, you can name it. It happens. Yeah. There's no reason to, I, I even remember when I, when I was like, um, in, in Israel for the year, people went to like Auschwitz. That was like a big thing was like, yeah, mm -hmm. it was like a guilt trip thing to like scare people into like remaining Jewish. Like look at the way other people suffered. And I actually, I didn't want to go cause I was like, I know my sense of humor. I don't want to go. I'm just, I, I don't know how to deal with this shit. So I'm mm -hmm. just going to make jokes the whole time and ruin this for other people. I'm too immature. I'm not going. Mm -hmm. And then I even heard a rabbi say, actually a fucking hilarious, what? that's a hilarious. I just knew skin. that about myself. That's, I'm like, I know that the more so horrible funny. things are, the more I'm going to crack jokes at it. Cause like, that's just my way of, I, I guess like yeah. diffusing mm -hmm. the tension about it. So I have no interest in going, but then I even heard like a rabbi is like, there's no reason to dwell upon God's destruction. There's no reason for it. And I feel like that's true. Like there's just no reason to have like this shit inside your brain because I, I think it just kind of like fucks up your brain chemistry. I like PTSD. Yeah. Like I felt like yeah. I was mad at the New York post. I was like, I didn't want, like you need to warn me that you're going to show me this image. I don't want to see this. I don't yeah. want it inside my brain. I, yeah. uh, I've kind of violated that because I've been watching the footage of, I guess, the tension at these riots or um, Antifa kind of attacking people because I'm curious to see it. And I once read this book years ago. One of the best books I ever read. If you guys uh, ever, I, I, ever you, read you want to read a nonfiction <laughs> book, it was called Denial. And it was all about how when humans evolved... And we became self-aware. We had to create some sort of a mechanism for ignoring the fact that we were going to die. 
Because the fact that You're we're self-aware. both self-aware that we have existence, but the existence is coming to an end, that it coming to an end is a very difficult thing for us to process. So we have some sort of like within our brain chemistry or like mechanics of our way of thinking, we have a way of just denying the fact that we're going to die. And that denial carries over to like government debt, possibly carries over to things like global warming. We have a built-in human fallacy of denying the fact that we're going to die and so we also just have like a good mechanism for general denial that's like speeding i feel like you speed in a car every time i speed i know i'm like yo like anything like anything could happen but i don't think like if i go in 100 i'm gonna die i'm just like oh i just gotta get there i've been getting aggressive on 95 yeah there's something about when i'm driving just 95 from Stanford to Fairfield or Stanford to Nor- Norwalk that I'm really familiar with it mm-hmm. and it's a fun highway for weaving through cars because it's pretty yeah. fast moving it's only three lanes yeah and, and it, but it gets those like couple like really long on ramps too that make it four lanes every once in a while right there's Which something nice. about weaving getting in that right lane to pass trucks yeah, it's so much fun up, up here trying to beat the like because I'm getting up here like an hour or like it's like in between 51 minutes and an hour mm. depending on what you hit so yeah, it's yeah. like me just trying to shave off fucking 30 seconds yeah you're gonna get like fucking mach six on the that's, on, on well that's always the fun that's just the the funny part about road rage is that every one of us can take a step back and go I'm rushing home so I can sit on my couch. Yeah. It's like very rare that when you're fucking pissed off behind, like, what the fuck are you doing? You're driving 60 in in the left lane. What the fuck? I'm trying to pass this truck. What are you doing? It's like, where am I rushing? Where am I going? And this was a glorious ADD moment in terms of highways because I know that I quoted the book Denial. I have no idea why I got into that. I know I was well, making because, a point. Because uh, it was like uh, the, the denial of death. Like, you'll speed home right. not thinking that. Say you clip a truck, you're dead. Right. But in your head, you're tricking yourself. Like, I'm, I'm, there's no way I'm going to die. But how did that tie into the Antifa violence? Oh, no, the denial. Give it, you were looked at, your boy was looking at the images in his head, and uh, you were saying that you're, you have been not oh, doing a good thing. Oh, yeah, thing thank you, thank you. You, you jogged my memory. Okay, and, so what this book said, which I thought was fascinating, is that part of, part of why welcome. we like watching violent television or violent movies or like things like MMA is that we all understand that the fabric of society is somewhat thin. And so we'd like to understand what a more violent landscape would look like. So we have some sort of an understanding or preparation for it. I thought that was, I thought that was a Mm. really interesting idea. And I could understand that to be true. Cause like if you watch the walking dead and some of those more horrifying episodes where people started eating people there's like a part of your brain that can kind of go like I sh- like Spoiler this. Spoiler alert! Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's like in season whatever. I never seen it. You're not going to go back to watch. Firstly, damn straight. It happens. To be, <laughs> it happens to be. I think the first three seasons of the Walk. Did you watch The Walking Dead? Nah. The first three seasons might have been one of the most enjoyable. I used to love getting home on a Sunday just to watch The Walking Dead, yeah. and it totally would give me nightmares, but I would look forward to those nightmares. <laughs> Zombie, werewolf, vampire. Oh, dude, it would totally give me nightmares. Like, but like, fucking 2010 to 2015. You mean that... You had, I was always you had a, that nightmare? No, everything in fucking media oh, or just, anything uh, was zombie, werewolf, vampire. I thought you were... Fucking, I thought it was a one thing. A I'm a... Oh, werewolf, like a vampire. Megazord? Like, they fucking piece together and you had to Cause fight because you know zom- zombie um, werewolves and vampires can mate like that murder there's like a, they have a thing 
they can mate with each other and then they become alike and then there's like if they if you're half like if you're yeah, half so werewolf underworld right Ooh. those movies were so, yeah. i mean terrible but yeah. so good like image she's just, the hottest yeah. all right pete davidson had sex with both her and aria grande what do you think's the better pull ariana grande or kate beckinsale is that her name yeah kate beckinsale yeah for sure for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I wasn't like Ari because I'm like more into nah. like like the small like sorry would fit the mold of like that small chick because I'm five six yeah. and then you're with like a you know a tiny four two chick or whatever you feel like you're a real <laughs> yeah, fucking yeah, man yeah, you feel yeah, like yeah, that, you can feel like a six foot tall man you can yeah. fuck a four two chick up <laughs> but when he was I I never I don't follow him I didn't know who Ari Grande was yeah. like it didn't mean anything to me yeah. but when he pulled Kate back and I was like oh my yeah. god yeah. that's a different story. I think Dude, those, dude, those underworld movies, because the, they made her eyes like super blue, and she was, yeah, and she's super, always super wearing blue. those like leather things, and her ass just looked amazing. Oh, yeah. she's fucking kicking ass, it kicking everyone's you ass. Know, like, she hasn't yeah. really been in much. She was in that click and some scatter, but mostly the underworld. Yo, click with Adam Sandler. That was not a good movie. Are you serious? That's you one like movie? that movie? Yo, that was one of the Christopher only Walken? movies that I really like cried in. Like I cried <laughs> hard. Oh, I got quick. sad for sure. Yo, when he's in cried. the when he's spoiler alert when he's in the parking lot oh, and he's he having old. a heart attack and he's trying to yell to his kids and they're just like <laughs> bullshitting out the, by the trunk and he's like Aah! he's trying to get to him. Bro, I'm, I'm fucking. Uh, you know what I I'm, thought was I'm a big right there. the big plot flaw of <laughs> that movie yeah. was that at the, the beginning. No, that was the best part. What the titties? Yeah. Whose titties? The slow motion titties in the movie. Mm. Uh, I don't remember that. Oh. I watch enough porn that slow motion titties. What are the, they gonna do? That for was me? on. Yeah. I guess. Uh, at the beginning of that movie, he was stressing out that he felt like he didn't have enough time to get the work project done, and then he wasn't like seeing his family. So he pressed the fast forward. Why not use the pause button? You could have paused everything, gotten all your work done. You could have yep. just pressed pause, spent a whole year for by yourself working on whatever shit, getting it all wrapped up, wow. press play, get right back to life, hop right wow. into it. But aside from that, I just Stumped. didn't How think did no one was... come up with that in the fucking, uh, when they were throwing ruins ideas the movie. What? So, it ruins the whole yeah, movie. Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Then there's no movie. Yeah. Then he just lives happily ever what? after. And no heart attack. And I, no one gets a laugh. Also, or, I, cry. <laughs> here's another just random one. Another random m- ru- movie ruiner. <laughs> I liked in the uh, in, from trailers to fucking spoilers. <laughs> I liked in the in like the first Matrix where they tell him, hey, when you go into the Matrix, um, you know, we, we got to like blend in and look inconspicuous. But then they dress like they're coming from a dominatrix Hollywood uh, like <laughs> party. <laughs> like, Don't blend in the most all. non-blended yeah. outfits that you could possibly mm-hmm. have. All right. Anyways, if you saw a bunch of people wearing those, you'd be. Yeah, alarmed. you'd be like, where are the fuck? Did yeah. these guys just come from another dimension? I. Uh, OK. I was talking about that sometimes you look at violence so that you have an understanding of what a more violent world would look like. And I feel like when I'm watching the Antifa stuff, I am somewhat mentally prepping myself for this and understanding like this is there aren't that many domino pieces that would have to fall on a board for mm-hmm. us to be in a place where I guess different groups of people are more at each other's throats every time they leave the house where it's like if you're not wearing if you're wearing the maga hat versus if you're you know swearing by antifa with your clothing almost like gangs like you're wearing your red or your blue oh shit you're wearing you're on team red i'm on team blue go fuck yourself it just feels like we're not that far away from that reality and that will only escalate where you start having an understanding. Oh, I need to have a weapon. Oh, I need to figure out how to use this weapon. Oh, I got to make sure I'm leaving with a group of people. You think that that's far away? 
I think. Are you, are you think that that's not here? No, I'm saying that. Oh no, I don't think it's not here in a regular way that I live in Stanford, Dude, Connecticut. I feel like it's if not. You, it's not something I'm confronting. It's not something I've ever confronted you're saying outdoors. With actual actual violence or just like the like the tension that you're seeing. Because, I'm saying that the tension I'm seeing is still on television. Yeah. That you have to decide. I'm showing up to a, and. You could have a very legitimate reason for, yeah. like, the people who showed up to support Trump have a legitimate reason to show up to support Trump. Nobody, they should be able to do it. And guess what? If at the next weekend Antifa wants to show up to support Nancy Pelosi or do an Antifa thing, people on the right shouldn't be showing up to try and start fights with them. Oh, absolutely. Like, on both sides, no one should be showing up just to be a fucking pain in the ass and, and, and provoke violence with the other side. That Like, that shouldn't, and especially, like, imagine this. Antifa decides, hey, we're doing the Antifa march mm. in Seattle. If you're on the right and you decide to show up there just to have fights with them because you feel like if the Antifa people grow, and this would be more true, the Antifa people growing is more of a threat of violence on you than people on the right grow. You know what I mean? You could look at an Antifa van and go, yeah. I want to make sure that there aren't more of these people because I know that they're going to beat me up in the future. Mm. Even so, if you show up there to beat them up so that they learn their lesson, you're in the wrong. 100%. Right. I'm saying, though, that I think the shit that you're saying is like not that far away in quite a few places is that case. I mean, if you go... If you're if you're in a place like maybe Seattle or something like that, and you walk out with a MAGA hat on, there's a good chance that people are gonna fuck with you. Dude, that's or true if in you New go, York. If you okay, so that's okay, true in perfect. New York City. If Locally, you wear a MAGA if you're, hat, like you're you're getting I've targeted. I've never seen. I or here's the closest thing I've seen. I've never seen someone just get beat up for wearing. I've never seen that. Mm. I I did see it. Lo, this was amazing. There was a gay Mexican guy who wore a MAGA hat just to troll people mm. and i had a show once i had mm. two shows once where he ended up in a fight with someone else in the audience because they were giving him shit for wearing the maga hat and he was wearing it just to piss people off and it was funny mm -hmm. he was a gay mexican guy yeah. i don't even think he really supported trump i think he was smart enough to just go we should not live in a world where you hate someone because they're wearing yeah, yeah. a fucking hat mm. but that's so just flag. just to bring that out in people as a gay mexican i'm gonna wear this hat and i used to love talking to that guy outside of shows because every single time i did a show it yeah. was one of like those feisty ones and like he had my back and he was fucking awesome mm. um that's that flag yes. though that you were talking about is that that red hat that's the flag and like if you like if, if you uh there's plenty of videos of it if you're down uh, I don't know, down fucking south of the Mason-Dixon, and you're out at a truck stop with a Black Lives Matter sign. Like, that people will pull up to you and be like, like what get the, the fuck? fuck out of here! Like, right. fucking all lives matter! You know, like, and, and it's really like that. And to the same token of that, you see uh, people wearing Blue Lives Matter shit, and other people are like, yo, what the fuck do you mean by that? Or, you know, it's, it's, it is, I feel like really though, you will, you can easily get confronted in today's climate by just wearing the wrong color and it has nothing to do Which with is so real stupid. gang shit. It's political. Like, I, there's not one, like, there's not Man. one of those groups of people that I agree with. Blue Lives Matter, stupid. Black, I'm not going to say stupid. I, I, I think I, I agree 100% with what you're trying to get at. I don't think you're going about in the right way. And I think you've got a they've got a bully thing where they're using divisive rhetoric while also being like, um, Hey, fuck you. How dare you say this is divisive? And uh, th there's something misguided there. And then also if you look at the funding and everything else and, uh, the way that it ties into socialism and some of those causes, there's some real risk at the end of the day, most people that you talk to that say black lives matter and all people should support black lives matter. Their intentions are in the right place. And, I feel like as libertarians or or people of 
my way of thinking, what we'd get wrong is dismissing people's emotions and that me and that person are not really having an argument. Mm -hmm. I think that you're being captured by a movement that's misguided or maybe they're putting... Um, they're using your emotions in the wrong way, or maybe your language is wrong. At the end of the day, like if I talk, like Menuhin's one of my best friends, if I talk to him about black, he's not wrong. Mm -hmm. I'm not wrong. Neither of us are wrong mm -hmm. because if you like, you had a conversation where I don't know, you could translate us at an emotional level. We're in the same place. So like we're arguing on technical, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So like, anyways, all of these groups of people, I'm not a Trump supporter. You have a right to wear a MAGA hat. I'm not, I'm definitely not a cop supporter. But I understand your feeling of like, I like having the cops or my family's a cop family mm -hmm. or I like the safety or I don't like the fact that people are attacking this group of people that are putting their own the way of safety. I agree with the flavor of where you're coming from. I agree with the flavor of the black. I don't agree with Black Lives Matter. I might think it's a risk to my safety or that it increases socialism, but I don't think you don't have a right to preach Black Lives Matter. And I don't even think that you're trying to promote a bad cause. The problem here is that all these groups of people thinking that the other one's trying to be violent towards them and that they need to attack them first. And that's the thing that we need to de-escalate mm -hmm. and just point out like, hey, guys, we don't need to be at war with each other. And so that's where I think the media and everyone's really fucking up here that to me, the number one culprit right now is Antifa. They are very much so comfortable with the concept of we are going to be violent because we think that if we're not violent, there's going to be a growth in fascism. I, I guess that's uh, maybe that is what their feelings are, or if not, that is the best version yeah. of what their feelings are is that fascism is so dangerous that if we don't come out and be violent first, but then they mislabel fascism that, you know, they could look at me as being, if I'm not a fat, but they'll label me and then they have permission to be violent, which that's the thing that we got to get rid of. And I feel like we need to explore what is going on. that people are buying into this how are these people organized? How are these people recruiting? And then the worst part of it, and there's precedent because I think the KKK, they said they can march, but they can't wear their masks. It's as simple as figuring out how do we find out who are the people that are actually destroying property and being violent and how do we prosecute them? And there's no excuse for why that's not happening. Like, I think though, if you, know, if you don't mind me it, interrupting please. you, I apologize, but um, I think... Not to say that it's an excuse for why it hasn't happened, but I think that the reason why it's difficult to prosecute is because, like you said, you don't have an issue with the idea of the movement, right? But the same way that when shit happened with Sandy Hook, like people took that and used it as a way to be combative with people about gun safety and shit like that, it's these people hopping on the piggyback of like something with good intention and the one group being like all right we need to get violent to prove our point and then other people who may not even be demonstrating for like for in looting purposes may not even be demonstrating at a rally or demonstrating a point or even a view they just see that there's a rally going on and as an opportunist i i'm i could speak from experience because this is how i would think i see a bunch of people gathering shit's getting nuts and i go I could probably fucking break in that store right now and get away with it. And they're going to be blaming it on this whole group of people. And I could just, you know, so there's you know what I'm saying? There's definitely some amount of people that are the opportunists that just yeah. go, hey, or there's some people that are just fucking idiots. And they go, hey, this is my opportunity to smash a car. Here's yeah. my opportunity to do this and that and the other thing. But there's a certain amount of people that are really 
looking for violence. Yeah. And that's the part that uh, we got to start, you know, taking up. our right. next topic, um, which is, oh, quickly, I'm going to promote. Firstly, Shedcast, guys. We're not political over there. We just hang mm-hmm. out and have a fucking fun-ass time. It's usually later in the night when we're drunk. If you've been listening to this show regularly, go listen to the fucking Shedcast. It's funny every week. I, I, I've been on the last probably seven or eight episodes in a row. Probably more. Oh, yeah, probably more. Probably the last ten it's like uh, it's like run your mouth after hours when we stop talking politics and we just bullshit and have a shit ton of fun. So go check out the Shedcast. Also, all their tunes are awesome. You guys have heard them here. We've been playing scattered songs. Hey, go check out their um, at Mike Nice CT at Sid Floyd. Um, those are those are the Twitter handles. Did I get those right. Yeah, you're good. excellent. Also, <laughs> tickets are still available. New Hampshire, the twenty eighth. Philly, December 5th. Um, Shedcast guys are going to be out in Philly performing. I've got two, uh, three other comics on that one. New Hampshire is going to be me and BK Chris. I'm going to be cold opening with some stand-up. Uh, BK Chris going to be doing 25 minutes to a half hour. He's hilarious. Then I'm doing my end-of-year recap. Uh, also, big thanks for everyone who bought a ticket. This was really cool. Firstly, I just want people to come out. So for some reason, you can't just fucking email me. I want people to come out. The people that supported, awesome. There's some people that bought a ticket in New Hampshire. Fucking awesome. I want people to be there. I want people to hear what I have to say. And I want to, like, awesome. Some people decided to be really generous and throw me... And I I just want to say thank you. That was really fucking cool that you guys did that. I now have the hotel room covered. So I'm not going to be out of pocket for New Hampshire. And that feels good. Also means I can pay BK Chris, which is awesome. So I just really thank you. Everyone who's showing up, thank you for showing up. People that threw in some money, extra thanks to you. I really appreciate it. Also, I'm thinking this... What, what's the date of this Friday? This one is like, the, what, 20? The 20th. The 20th? Yeah. All right, tomorrow, so, you're ta- tomorrow you're talking about? No, not not this... I mean, a week from this Friday. Oh, that's the 27th? The 27th, okay. So I am in New Hampshire the 28th running it Black live. Black Friday. Email me, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. I think the 27th, I'm going to do... 10 people at a time zoom shows it's going to be a live run your mouth that's what it's going to be if you guys like run your mouth you can check out a live one which is more prepared than the average run your mouth so it's going to be a little bit punchier i want to make sure that i've got this thing memorized for the 28th i also know stand-up like i know that some pieces that i think are really funny are going to suck so i'll be able to make edits every single show so that by the 28th it's just better so email me robsnewsroom at gmail.com uh, if 30 people want to do it, I'll do an eight o'clock and nine o'clock and a 10 o'clock, basically a live run through. Um, I'm going to spread it out cause I'd rather run it more than once, but just email me if you're not firstly, if you live through Philly, don't fucking watch the zoom for free instead of coming to hang out. Cause it's going to be one. I promise you, whack. I, I know most of the people showing up for this thing and it's going to be a fun hang. And live is so much better than zoom. And you guys are doing too, like me, like it's going to be a fun show. Also, if you're coming to the show, there's no reason to watch the Zoom. That's fucking weird. But if you live out in California, you live out in Seattle, uh, you live out in one of these areas where... By the way, if you're within three hours, you should make the fucking drive. That's what I want to say. Come fucking tailgate in Tom's driveway. Mm -hmm. Piss off his neighbors as there's more and more COVID restrictions. But if you're living outside of areas where you could commute to one of these shows, hit me up, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. I'm going to schedule a couple Zoom shows to run it. Uh, the night before now totally unrelated i've started taking um this might be the best the best decision i've made in my entire life but i've started taking um 
uh, oh, fuck, I can't remember the name of it, but it's a specific fiber pill, and I've been taking, like, five of them every night before bed, and, dude, I'm, t- I'm making some... F- some firm some nice stools. Oh dude. my god, dude! I always thought like taking fiber <laughs> pills, samples in the morning. Yeah, like I always thought like it would be like incre- no, because I used to take FiberCon, which sometimes increased the diarrhea. That sounds like a uh, uh, the event where everyone gathers. FiberCon. Fiber, you going to yeah, FiberCon twenty twenty? Can you Google um, Metamucil? I'm taking Metamucil, okay. dude. I take when I eat lunch. I, I take like four with lunch, and then before yeah. I go to bed, I take four pills. And at least at the moment, that morning, I'm 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 dropping some thick ass fucking turds. That, you can good. enter these turds into a thick turd competition, and people yeah, will be that's like, "That's way better than diarrhea." Oh my god, it's, it's, it's <laughs> so also, much better. It's also better what than better having to make like like three trips oh, yeah. to be oh, like yeah. finished to get it all. Out. Like I mean, there's Fuck still a little that. bit of that. I'm just saying it's way better. Oh yeah, I can imagine. I mean, shit. solid stools. Literally. They feel better coming out. <laughs> yeah. You know that you were eating. You less did cleaning, good. too. Less cleaning. Oh, yeah. Way less of a mess when it's solid. <sighs> we can break those it down. Those were the days. <laughs> yeah, you done with those? <laughs> yeah, I'm done with those yeah. for a while now. You don't eat mini weeds? I do eat mini weeds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Frosted mini weeds. <laughs> That's a- I like post shred the the post wheat brand shredded wheat. Yeah, big joint, but no what? frost on it. The big the big I shredded can't thing. Be eating frosted. So you're just eating a block a brick of shredded wheat. No, it, one uh, brick. Brand. Is it the mini joints or is it like a big brick? No, there's <laughs> no big brick. Yeah, there is. That's there the, ain't no big brick. That's shredded That's wheat. The original wheat. The shredded Google wheat. That shit. There shredded ain't no wheat. big brick. Uh, the original. It's called mini wheats for a reason. Yeah, there was no big before wheat. there was yeah it's big wheat. That, that doesn't still exist. That was my nickname in middle school. Where are you going? Where are you going for big wheat? <laughs> that was my nickname in middle school, bro. You were making that up. There is no big wheat. You should have seen me playing wheat. dodgeball, bro. They were scared of like, big like, wheat. <laughs> it's a big wheat, bro. It's one big wheat. You just put. It's, you that's want... just on the box. No, no, that's how. You... Right, so if you <laughs> you press, pour milk on it press, and it grows like a fucking press back, <laughs> like those old t-shirts. Can you go? Can you go back to where you were? Press back once more. The images? Yeah. I like... No, go down. Oh, wait. It says up there. Oh, there it is. There it is. Right next to... Sh- what the fuck? Yeah, bro. That Yo, right looks up- ridiculous. Yo, right next to it, though, up top, it said shredded wheat uh, poop like a champion. Is that a real thing? Hell yeah. I guess I could get into it because then you get to, like, crush it up. It's more of it's an active... Lot. You end up um, putting sugar on it, though. I can get into that. No, I like the brand, the brand one. Uh, sometimes I throw some raisins in there. If I'm getting adventurous, it's a good old time. That helps get some extra diuretic in there. You know, I remember when I was a kid watching my grandfather eat Uncle Sam cereal and just thinking he was the least cool person ever. And now, even just... <laughs> Is 32. I get it. I'm not eating any more Reese's Puffs for breakfast. Yeah, true. I'll ruin a day. Are you kidding me? I've got s'mores cereal. What? Oof. Yeah, it's it's golden grams with what? marshmallows and and cocoa puffs. Jesus oh my Christmas. god! It's, is that wait? Do you combine that yourself, no, or that actually it's comes? It's purchased in that way. Yeah. Dude, golden grams is so good. So good. Yeah. Such a slept-on cereal. I don't even Nobody's... think so. I might make. I I could easily put Golden Grams as my number one. I would defend. I wouldn't that. say my number. I, I would I could put it up that. there, bro. I could put it up there. It's crazy how few people would even mention it in their in their That's list, right though. Wow. See, it's got the cocoa puffs. It's got marsh, and then the golden. Oh my god. Golden Grams. That's golden Grams so is excellent. Golden good. Grams though might be one of these products that have changed. Like for example. There was a time in my life, if you were asking me what the best candy bar is, I might have said Butterfinger. 
However, they changed like them, but they changed the Butterfinger recipe where they went less butter flavor, more like peanut more butter. <laughs> it is yeah, that's funny. It is not the same candy <laughs> bar. It is it's just not the same candy bar. Um, tricks for a while was not the same tricks. I, they might have gone back. But no, it's because it's only when you're. It's different kids. So once you turn eighteen, <laughs> oh, it just doesn't taste good anymore. <laughs> that that would be amazing if that was. It was almost like those dog whistles that yes. if you get past a certain yep. age, you can't hear them. Yeah, exactly. Um, you know, here's an underrated cereal, but this one will really. Here's two that will really. I, I and this this is also blow your dicks off. Yeah, no, I was gonna say blow blow up your colon. <laughs> I love the um raisin nut brand, the post one that's got the sugared raisins. I don't like raisins like that. Oh my god, dude! That oh yeah, the sugared raisins yes, ones are the best. Yes, and all of the oh, brand yeah. flakes are yeah. sugared. Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah. that will make you like. You know, you're because you're, if you eat one bowl of that, you're fine, but it tastes really good. So you eat the box. The other one, it will get make you Booyos. Dude, what are boot? Is that a real thing? <laughs> That's not a real thing. Uh, WWE's Bootyos. Hell <laughs> yeah. Not real. $82. You know, it's another underrated. Make sure you ain't booty. <laughs> underrated cereal. <laughs> Underrated cereal, but it will it will give you some fucking farts. Like you better be home alone. If Under, you're, uh, eating you're saying a lot this is these. good though, or it just gives oh, you? Oh no, it tastes delicious. Crackling oat bran. Crackling oat bran. Have you ever eaten that one? Firstly, it's expensive compared to other cereals because it comes in like a smaller box. It's oh like it's crackling, dude. It looks terrible food. It, it, it looks healthy, and it is not. It's it is not. just. It is just eating a bowl of oatmeal raisin cookies. That's what it is. Oh my god. Crunchy, sweet, oven-baked oat cereal. Yo, fucking, you know, I, I feel like we were always on some fucking basic white bitch shit when we talk about Trader Joe's, but goddamn, they got good cereal. Everything at, at Trader Joe's is good. Yo, their cereal Everything. is so Dude, good. Dude, their cookies. But, oh, their <laughs> cookies are outrageous. The shortbread cookies, the JoJo's, the JoJo Slims, oh, the JoJo you know, Reverses. You know what I got to pick up? Because I ate them last year, and I ate the whole... The problem is, if I go and I try and buy it to bring it to the shed cast, I'm yeah, most likely it. eating it. Yeah, they might make it. They do these frosted gingerbread, and it's like $3 for the box. It's too cheap, yeah, yeah, and it is too good. It doesn't make sense. It is. It, it should cost $100 for yeah, eighty. Box. It should be as much the as those booty The quality of the right deliciousness. <laughs> Maybe next $83. week we'll do, we'll do some, uh, some, some gingerbread trader, cookies. We should do some just Trader Joe review. Oh God! You know we what? You know I gotta. I gotta say though, Joe's I did find just open up the shit and start eating. <laughs> I would. I would definitely be down, bro. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. I gotta say, I found one that I didn't like though, and it was their cocoa puffs. Because you uh, can't. I tried it. You can't go like their frosted flakes are straight. Their regular cereals are straight, but like when you're gonna go cocoa puffs, like you can't. Like healthy cocoa yeah. puffs. Like you can't have a gluten-free candy bar. Well, some of their like, shit's you know just what I'm not saying? healthy. Like, like their JoJo's, they're not really healthy. No, but they have no preservatives, no fucking additives, and no artificial colors or flavoring. Right. Says it on the wall. <laughs> <laughs> Next to a giant painting of a box of JoJo's. All right, let's talk Thanksgiving. Yeah. I've had some fun Thanksgiving, but generally speaking, I'm not a per. I I don't really get excited for um for family events per se my favorite holiday there's some there's some that i like my family always did um like thanksgiving lunch and i always did comedy spots on thanksgiving so at your house not at my house i always put in i always put in for spots so i found that i was never 
I was never that present because I wasn't really trying to like overeat and party. Mm. I was showing up to kind of be there for an hour and then I was going on my way because I, I wanted to do comedy. It wasn't like I, I also because most years I'm never really making any money and I always feel like I got a thousand things I'm trying to do. It's hard to just be on a random Thursday like, all right, fucking family. We're getting yeah. fucked up in the afternoon that, that generally. Now, with that being said, I, I remember some really the night before Thanksgiving. I remember some really and fun all years. Through the house. What? <laughs> <laughs> I remember Sorry. one year in particular. Well, last year was really fun. We did the uh, we did a pre Thanksgiving show here. I remember one year when I, I guess maybe with the age gaps, me and my two sisters like all were both in college. At this, we all somehow ended up back at my parents' house at like one a.m. Just fucking hammered. <laughs> And it was it, like that one was just really fun and funny. Typically speaking, I'm not really big on having to sit through a family meal. Not that I dislike my family. I'm just I'm a fucking weirdo. I don't like fa- formal meals. I don't like sitting at, at meal tables. Whatever. It's <laughs> just, what they call unless them? they're in a diner. Yeah, meal meal I'm a, tables. I'm a, I'm a weird, <laughs> meal tables. Not dinner tables. Table. Yeah, dinner tables. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a weird person. This year, nah. as government's like, hey, you can't have Thanksgiving, I'm now like, I'm going to enjoy the shit out of Thanksgiving. <laughs> you don't fucking tell me I can't enjoy <laughs> Thanksgiving. That's my favorite holiday. That's my favorite holiday. <laughs> I'm going to enjoy double Thanksgiving. I'm going to go to three different Thanksgiving meals. I'm going to spread COVID to everybody. Yeah. Don't you fucking tell me I can't have Thanksgiving. Two family and a friend's Thanksgiving? I've done that. I have done that. Like, uh, go to multiple yeah. meals on Thanksgiving. That's great. I like, have two. Yeah. It's only good if they're all good, though. I gotta say, dude. No offense to my my uh, to my cousins. But major offense. Kind of. <laughs> it was the worst Thanksgiving I've ever been to. It's just like they just didn't do they it. They ordered uh, KFC. Nah, they all cooked the shit at different times. Like, it was um, like I don't know, dude. We never no really prep. do. We never really do Thanksgiving at their house. But for whatever reason, we did it this year. Uh, not this year, but I don't, I don't know why we did it. But yo, they cooked everything at different times. Like they couldn't cook multiple things at once. They cooked everything one at a time so then when you got to when they were finally done everything that got cooked first was freezing cold and it was it so aggravating i don't like if so agitated. i kind of if you invite me over for a barbecue and you tell me a time i want to be at, there at the time when you're pulling the food off the barbecue yeah, yeah you don't i don't want to have to like 45 yeah. minutes of this fucking chit chat sitting me on a beer How's waiting the for the oh, burger great. it's like let's get to the barbecue yeah. let's drink the beers then maybe we could have a cigar and shoot the shit but i don't want to be anxious waiting for the barbecue which is kind of what you're describing yeah. I, I i we definitely talked about this before i run your mouth so i apologize but we're gonna get back into it i like soup if you have like a fucking meaty ass soup and that's the meal yeah. like if you bring a soup with chicken and noodles or beef and like rice in it but that's my dinner i am all for it yeah. if you're gonna bring me bread to then have the soup to mm. then do the this to then eat the meal fuck you yeah. you ruined the meal yeah it's like i don't like the worst thing in the world is when you put out too much bread so i overeat the bread and then i'm full in the soup and then you bring out food i have no interest in but like i feel like i have to eat and then you're out of conversation and you're you're sit there just staring at your aunt like I fucking oh, yeah. hate that. I like more bread, please. <laughs> everything on the plate at one time. That's yes, the just it is. put it out. Everything. Let me on enjoy the plate. what I want to eat and the order I want to eat. I also I know I've discussed this, but fuck it, we're gonna get into it again. Firstly, this beer, which is Mad Elf. Yeah, can I get one? Uh, of those? I remembered it from last no. year Thanksgiving, <laughs> no. and I appreciate. A seasonal beer game. that's only available in its proper season. I I, 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 I respect yeah. that. Um, but I also don't like a long distance 
between when I've eaten my food oh. to dessert. Just put it all on the fucking table. Let you enjoy the food at whatever pace you, you enjoy it. And then, uh, you know, people can chit-chat yes. at their own pace. That's the only way to do Thanksgiving is everything has to be almost buffet style. Yes. And you just throw it all on the plate. And Yo, because who the fuck are you to tell me what my course is? If I want to do mac and cheese and all this shit first. Or a one plate a, of mashed potatoes. Fuck take it. a fucking nap. <laughs> get up. And rummage through whatever the fuck else is there. That's what I want to do. If I'm I want pretty, to save the turkey, I'll save the turkey. What I'm the pretty fuck? classy with my Thanksgiving that I like to make myself one good sandwich. Wow. That has a lot Ooh, of fruit yeah. in it. That's a... Oh, and it's 11. And it's 11 Honey and cherries. That's what it is. It's you can taste it. the Mad Elf Ale Brewed with Honey and Cherries. And this is Ooh. a beer that you wouldn't want to drink more than one or this two of. once a year. And <laughs> you wouldn't pick up six packs of this like you pick up Budweiser. Mm-hmm. But for one good beer, especially... Sitting at a meal before dessert, after you just had one or two whiskeys, this this brilliant this beer is brilliant. Yeah, it's like up there with like a whiskey. Holy where shit, eleven like percent. Almost sipping it, it's almost yeah. you know. It's yeah, like, you're not chugging. I mean, you could chug these you down, could. but and you make a fucking whole loaf of bread in your yeah, stomach. Spicy Belgian <laughs> yeast. Oh yeah, that's what gives it its kick. Yeah. Like an Amsterdam hooker. <laughs> All right, so I was reading in the New York Times that the first at home coronavirus tests are available. And that they are, uh, like, instant tests. You can do them on your own. They're 50 bucks. So at first I read that, I was kind of excited. Where I was like, oh, maybe I could buy a few of these and I could um, start visiting my grandparents. And then I realized that we are in a weird reality right now where they somehow managed to monetize seeing your own family. Like, there are certain activities that were free in life that you could go... Whatever joy... like. Before, now I have to think, oh, do I want to spend $50 to see my grandparents? Yeah. Is that worth the $50? And the answer is yes. Now, how mm. often? I'd like to see my grandparents once a week. Do I have the budget to spend $200 to see my grandparents? Well, you know, you got to start weighing the equation. How many years are they even still here for? Mm-hmm. I'd say they're on their last two or three. 200 bucks a month might be worth it. I don't know that that's the best way. Like, I, if you ask me, I, I'd love to be in an MMA gym. I'm not spending 200 bucks a month to be in it. There's really nothing I'm spending 200 bucks a month on other than food, but it's like seeing my grandparents. That is fucked up where they managed to monetize. Like, can you imagine kind of being in the field where it's like all of a sudden you got to pay a tax for fucking your girlfriend? It's like anything that you enjoy in this world. You said future? What? Oh, what? you you already have to pay the government to have sex with your. But isn't that isn't there just something really weird there where something that you enjoyed that was free, mm-hmm. there's now a framework for it. I'm not I'm not exploring conspiracy. I'm not saying that someone invented this. Yeah. I'm just saying that this is a weird new reality where they found a way to monetize activities that used to be free. No, yeah, I agree with that. And it's crazy because, like you said, you know, your grandparents, I mean, everyone has an expiration date, but your grandparents, you know, they're in your head. They're the next to go. You know, they're the oldest in your family. And what the fuck are you going to do? You're going to put them, put them in danger? Yeah. Dude, this has been a lot of my, like, my, I mean, my grandfather's the fucking man. Mm-hmm. And, like, he's now... When you go up there, it's like a crapshoot whether or not he's even like remotely present. But I feel like we lost the last couple good months with him because of COVID. Yeah. not going up for COVID, and that definitely didn't make things better. Uh, and then, I mean, l- listen, I'm not the only person in the world that f- like yeah. that experience. Like that's part of what happened in this stretch of life for everybody. Yeah, but sucks. Eh, yeah, that yeah, sucks. that's all you can say about it. Um, all right, so there was a New York Times headline that caught my eye, which was. Trump sought options for attacking Iran to stop its growing nuclear program. 
And I just thought it was so funny that it, it basically seemed like Trump is like, all right, I'm leaving. What can I bomb? Like, what can mm-hmm. I do? Like, what do you guys have for me? And so I was just thinking, like, what would be the best and funnest things Trump could do before going out? Uh, the first and best one I thought of was just that he should steal, like, the book, the Bigfoot alien files and make that his first broadcast on Trump TV. Like, just go, listen, I stole the fucking government secrets. It's my new show. I, and then for all the talk you get about conspiracy news and fake news, if Trump were to show up with files on aliens, real files on, on, like, uh, on Al-Qaeda, like, just all the really interesting shit, it doesn't matter what he says. I'm believing him. That's going to be fun. All right, before I get into some more on my list, and I'm going to read some of the best of what people tweeted me, what would you guys most like to see Trump do on his way out. Like if you had to say this is this would be the fucking funniest or the best thing he could do last two months, wants to go out with a bang, fuck shit up even more. What are you going with? I'll come I'll come. Gun back. your head, Mike. Go to your head, Mike. Me? I thought you were gonna answer it yourself with the no, no, I, fine. Yeah, I'll come back to you guys. I'll, <laughs> Sorry, I'll, uh, I'll throw me I'll, I'll throw out a few more of mine. If one pants, so. if one hits you, throw it at me. All right, I like gather everyone for a formal event. You know, like how they do those announcements from the uh, the Rose Garden or whatever. Yeah. So I would love to see he gathers everyone. He tells them making like the announcement that he's dropping out or you know he's finally conceding. He gets everyone there, and then he just moons us through the window. That'd be hilarious. And he tattoos <laughs> on his ass fake news. <laughs> That's amazing. Great. All right, next That's one epic. is he takes all the troops out of um, Afghanistan, Syria. And um, Iraq, and he just puts them in Nancy Pelosi's yard. <laughs> is this yours or someone tweeted? These are mine. <laughs> oh, We're going through mine. Great. The next one is. Jesus Christmas. I was just thinking about like the Oval. O- Firstly, do you think like the Oval Office? If you think if you're on the outside of that, are there corners that they just filled in with an oval, or do you walk around a circular hallway to get there? Like, do you think it's I think actually? It's, I think it is filled in because you think it's cornered on the outside you're walking down normal hallways but you go inside it's oval on the okay i got so many questions why an oval who thought of the oval like is that like some sort of a power move to have a weird shaped office or some dictator you go in there he's like hey what's up you're in a fucking spiral fuck you you know like i think the oval yeah it is a power definitely a power move you walk into a room now you're like wait where's the like, fucking what, corners of yeah, what, yeah what's the shape of this thing <laughs> yeah and then and then it's probably maybe it's uh Security escapes reasons. escapes yeah. like in you know, different okay, stuff i got a hilarious one i got I, and i'm thinking of this one on the spot just to fuck with somebody else's ocd you mess up the shape so it's no longer a perfect oval. <laughs> it's like a fucking oblong. It's yeah, like so then a, no, one, you just it looks you like just a beanbag chair. You just make what? Yes, so you, you can never center it. The, you make one of the circles cut in too early. Yeah. You go through all the construction secretly to do it, so that the first day when Biden sits and now Biden's too old, so this wouldn't work on him anyways. Notice. He wouldn't notice no. this. <laughs> but the, the first day, because that's got to be the best feeling when you go, I'm president, and you sit down in that desk in the yeah, Oval yeah, Office. Yeah. Can you imagine sitting down in that chair and They're jerking look- off already? Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, you, <laughs> you sit down in that chair, you go, I've just accomplished this, and you go, Is that wall off? Yeah. Is this <laughs> I thought this is an oval does that look like it would just drive you insane. Is this an oval? Is this like this I need someone to oval. measure it's more this? More of an is egg. This, <laughs> is this an oval? So he just changes one of the fucking just one Parts of the corners. Of it? Yeah, yeah. Just well, there's no corners in it. an oval. All right. The next one is, uh, oh no, I was thinking if it's an oval, I'd love to see him like, 
race hamsters like but like get the news <laughs> and like do it as a big fucking event Hell where yeah. he's racing like hamsters around the oval or like a hot wheels track yes yes that'd be sick as fuck yes <laughs> or do you remember as a kid hamsters i remember on hot wheels <laughs> one hanukkah i got on the uh and i remember the smell do you remember like i don't know if you ever had on one hot of those wheels? no one of those race car tracks where it was the um, metal so oh it was yeah, electricity and, it, and it's I, like that. The, the smell of the burnt whatever. 100%, 100%. Oh yeah, I do know a little bit. I had a little bit. Flip and it would go yes. around the corners really Dude, quick. Nostalgic. Like, you just mentioned that. It had like that Brillo pad thing on the bottom kind of thing, right? No, it was a like, piece. Like so little, here's like, the way it worked. Things that it, would, like, no, it had a little in. piece of metal that went into the track, and the track was like electric. But you would just that shit was probably so dangerous that definitely does not exist anymore. I'm sure kids got electric. Remember they used to just go. Go yes, flying, but I also dude. remember when it would go off on the corners, and if it hit you, I mean, yeah. that was like getting hit by a paintball. Or something. <laughs> no, yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. All right, mad eyes lost. <laughs> I saw a. Fu- I'm sorry, dude. I saw a yeah. full real life Hot Wheels thing that they got for you kids mean a car? now. What? No, no, for kids now. <laughs> it's like you know how they get those little car. You know how the kids get the little uh, battery control cars. The monster trucks and the little Ferraris and shit. Yeah. yeah. They got. We got them out here. It's like that. Yeah, we got them, bro. <laughs> Fucking got a no. Ben's coupe, you know. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and a horse drawn a horse drawn carriage. got a hammy. <laughs> a horse drawn yeah, carriage. got a horse drawn carriage, too. Yeah. There you go. Right. Whatever. This is nothing. Dude. No biggie. Yo. It turns into a pumpkin at Yo, night. and you could check out. This is where the. This is the room where all the magic happens. Yeah. <laughs> MTV Shed Edition. But uh, they got those. They're not uh, electric, though. They're not battery powered, but they're the same size. And then they built these slides for kids, and it just turns into a Hot Wheels track. So you buy the slide, and then you just keep buying pieces to make the slide longer. And so you go, you the kid sits in this car, and they fucking shoot down yes. the shit. And you can make a whole fucking I, track out of it. I don't think they do the loop-de-loops, but... There's, there's there's smaller versions yeah, of like yeah. the smaller kids little things. It's like life-size. So I would imagine now Trump in the office in one of these little kid Shriner cars right. whipping around. Maybe not. Maybe they just put a nice Christmas train along the ceiling. Or he just turns the middle of the White House into a water slide. <laughs> like that top. That's it know. on the right. That's like the beginning of it. And then you buy pieces that fucking add oh, on to it. it and just keeps going and you just keep going and going. And like you just put it throughout your yard so your kid could just fucking be whipping around on that shit. Is it expensive? Or is it? I, I don't it's know either why. Are you going to get it for me? <laughs> it's either expensive or it doesn't work. It's out of stock. No, fucking I've seen kid car slides, but I've never seen, I guess, a Hot Wheels version of it that was ongoing. Yeah. $400 on Wayfair. dreamed it. $400. I just saw it at someone's house the other day. $400 on Wayfair. Oh, Ryan's got it. So All I right. know it's legit. <laughs> Ryan. <laughs> I've got two more, yeah, and then let's get into some of the ones that were tweeted at me. Mm. Um, I also like the idea of him just getting on the news and going... Okay, Biden won, but I came on everything. My chem, me and Melania, I jizzed on it. You touched it, there's my jizz. Or doesn't say anything till afterwards. Oh, that's even better. Like, just yeah. fucking two weeks into Biden's presidency, he's like, tweets out, just one of the, you knows, come on everything. <laughs> right. And then, also, if he just threw the most legendary Trump rager of all time. Oh, yeah. I mean, just keg party on the lawn, just Playboy freak parties, show. Like oh, my God. Invites like all, all of Saudi all Arabia there. Associates. Yeah, just just he does it big. All right, so here are the best three that were tweeted at me. The first one is from at 
um, underscore SJ, SGT surf. And he wrote, similar idea, throws a killer party for all the heads of state at the White House, not only leaving a trash for Biden, and they always ask him if Trump um, Trump and can over for another, come over for another rager. I know exactly what he's describing when they th- when someone throws that sick party yeah. at your place and then they keep coming like, hey, is the party going on? Yeah. That's pretty good. Like, this no, one's, this one's really years. good. It's from at E-R-O-O-M-M-A-T-T. So that's E-R-O-M-A-T. And it was make Alex Jones his press secretary for the last couple, Dude, couple months. Are you kidding me? Crazy. Are you kidding me? That might oh, be the Trump, best. One. Trump's just fighting the aliens. He's there's aliens. The gay. There's aliens, and uh, yeah, he's getting rid of the pedophiles in Washington because uh, because they're they've been fucking people. But we're we're trying to get rid of them, and that's why uh, the CIA unseated us. If I do any more of that, I'm gonna totally ruin my voice. Yeah, shot, bro. <laughs> what? Shot. Your voice will be shot. I don't even know how he speaks. He's literally just yeah. scratching his throat every time. Like every time, yeah. All right. And then the last one is from at Super Vader seventy five. This is gonna be good. Oh, this was the better one. Shit, what I should have read the first the it's first party one. MAGA <laughs> rally on the front lawn of White House with monster trucks, make it a carnival with a pussy hat grabbing booth, build a wall contest, etc. while he wears Uncle Sam's suit. Whoa. That'd be pretty great. That's fucking epic. That would be great. All right, now let's talk about Biden what? coming in. I gotta say, I'm I'm venturing to guess. I'm seeing all these court cases, and I'm not actually seeing any victories. And it's a little bit like what they were doing with the Hunter Biden stuff, where they keep saying, "Hey, we've got the evidence. We're coming out with the evidence. You wouldn't believe the bombshell evidence. We got the facts on the ground." I know I've said this before. Statistical arguments really don't mean anything you can show me every statistical in in, like you know fluctuation and why this thing makes no sense that's not going to change anything you're going to have to have evidence that blank amount of votes shouldn't be there or blank amount of votes are really for trump or you're going to have to get the person to testify that the dominion thing was built by him and it was built to change votes you're going to need very specific proof that something got fucked up here it's not enough just to go with the results look screwy. And it seems like every court case that they brought thus far, just from the headlines I'm seeing, are not landing. Now, here's what's really scaring me about Biden. First and foremost, I think right away, we're going to be looking at more lockdowns. I think we're already seeing it. There's already conversations about it. Uh, And I don't know. That stuff's just crazy and sucks. Scary. Yeah. The other thing that is scaring me about Biden is that you look at the way that Wall Street got its bailouts over the last couple of years, and I think everyone kind of goes, well, I don't understand. How come if I wanted to pass health care reform, I got to go through Congress, everyone's got to vote on it, but if Wall Street needs bailout money, the Fed just gives it to them. How come there's this organization, the Fed, and I think, as you've seen, that like um, you know, like uh, Obama and I, I think Trump did this as well, but they started passing more through like the executive branch. Uh, I'm, I'm losing my words here right now, but they passed the, um, I'm not coming up with the specific term, but sometimes, no, it's like the, the <laughs> Obama would just, whatever. Anyways, Beyonce, Beyonce. Yes. The, the Beyonce laws that, uh, were passed through Congress, um, no, you got like the executive action where they, like, you know, all right, whatever. Anyways, moving forward with the core thought that I was trying to put forward here is that I think executive order. Th- yes. 
the Democrats <laughs> have started to realize yeah, boy. that as opposed to going through Congress or as opposed to trying to win things through the Supreme Court or as opposed to, you know, what might work better is if we can infiltrate the Federal Reserve, which seems to operate outside of government that people need to vote for, and then we can start just imposing the laws that we're looking for without having people vote for it or without with unlimited financial funding for these laws and without any real conversation about if that's what people are looking for. And so here's where he's already done it. One is there's conversations. Um, his most recent input, um, his most recent firstly is they've changed the way that they view inflation. So it used to be the fed targets inflation of 2% a year, which is crazy. That means every year, if you're earning money, your money by design is going to be worth less than it is when you are like, if you just decide, Hey, I earned a hundred dollars and I want to keep it. It's going to be worth less every single year that you decide to just save your hundred dollars. How much less? Well, they target 2%, but that 2%, is it really 2%? Like how do they really evaluate that 2%? Now here's the crazy thing. It used to be that I guess if they were just kind of targeting their 2%, like, you know, they wouldn't, I guess, print more money. Now, if let's say they were targeting 2%, but they only got 1% this year, next year they can target 3% to make up the 1% that didn't happen. Now, if you really understand, is there something fucked up with the audio or you were just like, No, that oh, was just a... Oh, so... By okay. what you just said, reacting so to what you said. here's what's crazy. If you kind of understand... I, one of the best self-help books, go read it. It's called Mastery. And it talks about your skills, that you think your skills are on an upward slope. But in reality, they jump. It's like you work really hard, like basketball. You can work really hard on your dribbling every day. Every day you're working on it, you feel like you're not getting any better. And all of a sudden, you just jump a level where it's like your dribbling's fucking off the hook. I've had that with comedy where it's like you're stuck, you're stuck, you're stuck, you're stuck, you're stuck. You don't feel like you're getting any better. You just jump a level where it's like all of a sudden your performance is just a level better. I think inflation and a lot of things in life work the same way, but inflation, you have no inflation. And then suddenly you're like, Holy shit, we fucked up here. There's a lot of inflation. It just kind of floods all at once. Bubble pops. Yeah. Bubble pops. That's a good way to, that's a good way to state it. The idea that the fed can target a specific inflation. They can't. So the idea that they're going to look at the thing that they're trying to target and not hit it and then try and make up for previous years. When inflation finally hits, if they were like, imagine this, imagine there was 0% inflation. Let's just theoretical. There's zero percent, zero inflation for five years, zero measured inflation. So the fed wanted to have 10% inflation every year, right? I mean, 10, every five years, 10%. they want to have 10% inflation. So yeah. that would mean that in year six, because there was, they're now targeting 12% inflation because they want to make up for the previous two. So they're really printing money you're going to end up with fucking 30% inflation because when it hits, it fucking yeah. hits. It's going to pop way worse than anything's right. ever popped before. They cannot control the economy. They cannot hit a targeted inflation rate. And then to now jump a new level where they're going to like, or look at it this way. We can target a specific inflation rate. That's their claim. In order to get full employment, we can target a specific inflation rate. And then they don't do it. So you're going to make up for it. Like, that's almost like in your own life when you fuck up something and you're like, oh, I'll do, I'll, 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 I'll do it the next day. I'll starve myself the next day. Yeah. Oh, I didn't work out. I'll do a double workout. Oh, I didn't work out. I'll do a triple workout. We all know life doesn't yeah. work that way. Yeah. If you can't get something done, you're not going to suddenly get triple, double, quadruple done the next day. 
that's the Fed. They changed their charter to make up for, okay, so let's understand that that's just a vehicle for like kind of going ham in terms of money printing or pursuing inflation. So that's already one change that they've done, which is insane. The next one, which I'm going to read is that, okay, this is from CNBC. The Fed is set to take on a new challenge, climate change. In recent days, several central bank officials have spoken about the importance of taking climate change into effect when considering dangers posed to the system. Along with that, the Fed's financial stability report, which usually talked about how economics and market forces could impact banks, insurance companies, and other firms, mentioned climate for the first time. So in other words, the Fed, they can't hit inflation targets. They don't have this magical ability to figure out, you know, the balance between full employment and inflation, which is in their charter. But now they also have to take into consideration climate change, which means that if let's just say it's in the Fed's charter that we have to be at blank amount of uh, carbon emissions. So then I guess they can shut down the entire economy to make sure that we're at the right amount of carbon emissions. Insanity. All right, let's move on. This is from... Multiple news sources. The first one I'll read from is from BET, best news source you could possibly have. The president-elect has reportedly tapped numerous experts in systemic racism to be a part of his economic team. One of those names included on his team is um, M-E-H-R-S-A. I'm going to say Mirsa Bardaran, the Iranian-American woman who authored the book The Color of Money, a key reference on the racial wealth gap. She'll be tasked with preparing the Treasury Department for the transition. Here's another paragraph from a different article. House Financial Services Chair Maxine Waters and Senator Elizabeth Warren have introduced the Federal Reserve Racial and Economic Equality Act. The legislation directs the Federal Reserve to eliminate racial disparities in income, employment, wealth, and access to credit. Um, the problem that I'm putting forward here, and you can do your own research, is that the Fed might be taking on climate change and they might also be making decisions not just around interest rates and full employment, but decisions that will impact um, economic equality. So this idea that there's systemic racism or this idea, and by the way, this person uh, who wrote The Color of Money, I think she's a big time advocate for um, uh, slave reparations, I believe. You can go, go do your own research. I could be wrong on that. However, the point is, these are things that you would think would be in the public domain for debate or these th are things that we should be voting on. And fine, if you can convince people that you should tax more in the name of socialism, I, I, like democracy is kind of fucking stupid. Let's just go with like a better democracy model. Let's say 80% of the population were to say, hey, we should pay for education or 80% thought we should have socialized health care. And yet we didn't run a deficit. We were actually going to tax people in everyone's agreement. I guess there's some sort of a framework for that, right? I, I like I can kind of understand it. Or let's say you actually voted on the Iraq war and we paid for it and 75% of the population was willing to give up 20% of their income so that we could go kill people in Iraq. I would say, I don't agree with this. I think it's fucking stupid. I, but all right, you guys are willing to pay for it. You really want it. Mm -hmm. I, I guess you're all evil and you're getting what you want. Mm -hmm. That's one thing. Having the Fed just fucking pay for it so that, you know, these other people can profit and we can pretend like we can afford it. That's a whole different thing. And now they're starting to realize, hey, you know, we don't we don't just need to tap into the Fed when it comes to wars or for paying Wall Street. Let's start using that to push these whole other agendas. That's really scary. We're all of a sudden these things that no one would have agreed upon or never would have passed, you know, like the normal bullshit test 
will just be imposed upon us because they figured out, oh, there's these branches of government that we don't vote on. So why don't we just use those for pushing these things that nobody wants? And if you're going to be fucking whatever, monitoring the inflation rate and just printing money like that, then you have fucking... Well, it doesn't matter. Inflation. Yeah, we don't, we don't gonna... care about inflation. The more important thing is that we're making yeah. sure that we're monitoring that uh, employment amongst uh, African-Americans is at the same level as, like, I, I don't know. It's just, it's a really... Da- Firstly, let's go back to the interest rate example. The Fed is not that capable. Even the thing that they're claiming that they can do, they're not able to do it. And go look at the articles. I, I did a joke on, um, on Rob's newsroom, maybe it was episode four or five, and I was less well-read on the Fed, but I remember highlighting the article where the Fed was making adjustment, like adjustments to interest rates because they weren't sure what was going on. And my joke was just, if you don't know what's going on, like, why are you doing anything? And then you start looking at the fact that these are well-paid experts, and every single time they're like, well, we thought this was... They're never right. They're never right. And so them not being right, firstly, distorts market prices, distort market signals. It also uses resources, affects all sorts of shit in our economy and they can't even get to their intended goal. Like I said, you're not making up your 1%. You're claiming that you're able to control the economy to get your target and you can't even do that. And now all of a sudden you think you're going to be able to fix for and what exactly are you going to, what changes are you going to do? How much money are you going to print? Who are you taking money from? What exactly are the fed policies that are, you're going to enact that are going to curb global warming or systemic racism, which by the way, are the most far out ideas of the left that people are not voting for. Very scary. All right. And I know I just scared the shit out of you guys talking about how Biden's going to be taking over the planet, imposing socialism on all of us, making the Federal Reserve into a spot that, uh, uh, you know, enforces non-global warming measures, takes away our cars, makes us stuck in our home, doesn't even offer us heat leaves us in home just to starve to death and you know how you solve that well you don't but you take your kratom that's what you do if you're going to be stuck in your house having to eat your relatives because there's no food there's no heat you're months away from death because joe biden has ruined everything that was sacred and decent about this country the least you can do is stock up on all the your kratom you can and it's cheap it's 60 bucks you can have an entire kilo go ahead right now spend 120 bucks that's two kilos 180 you've got three Three kilos. I don't know math past that. That's all the equations I'm going to be able to run. Point is, right now, while currency is still good enough to actually purchase goods and services, you might as well load up on your kratom. The world goes to shit. If the Federal Reserve starts inflating our dollars to nothing, they start taking away our cars, making sure that we're running on green energy, which doesn't exist. That's why we've been using oil this whole year. There's no such fucking thing as green energy. It doesn't fucking exist. You can't just burn a... Tr- well, actually, you can burn a tree for heat. That, 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 that would work, but I think you get what I was saying the whole green energy thing it doesn't really exist and uh you know systemic racism maybe it's a thing but do we want government and the federal reserve coming we don't that's why right now while currency still has value go to yokranum.com buy yourself kilos for $60 and this is only if you're over the age of 21 and uh you know just be responsible but take a whole shit load of kratom and buy it for $60 from our sponsor yokranum.com All right. The other thing I wanted to highlight, I just thought this was kind of a funny article, was that it was in the New York Post that Barack Obama ruled out a cabinet position in Biden's administration. The reason being, he said, listen, if they need me, I'm uh, I can do a better Obama impression than that. That's not what Obama sounds like. Uh, uh, If uh, it's hard to do after I just did. What's his name? If uh, Biden needs me, 
uh, he, he can call me. Uh, I'm, I'm uh, happy to answer any of uh, Biden's questions. That's not that good. But anyways, it's, pretty, it's, it's decent. It's not horrible. I, I can, I'm telling you, I can nail Obama under nor- normal circumstances. Uh, anyways, you would think. I'd rather nail Michelle. Hey. They big, big, big old booty. <laughs> um, <laughs> you would think if that job actually helped people, he might be like, all right, I can go help people. I'm the one person who can really make a difference here. He's like, nope. He's just like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I think it's just proof of the fact that he knows it. All right. And now listen, tech might be censoring a lot of information. There might be a lot of good things that you want to know about that tech won't let you know about. There might be things about public safety. There might be things about global warming. There might be things about whether or not uh, the the vaccine that came from Bill Gates is going to make you grow an extra dick, but it's going to be a smaller dick and your original dick's not going to work. They might censor all that information and you don't want to end up with an even smaller dick that doesn't even work. You don't want that. But you know what information they're not censoring? It's that sheath underwear is the best underwear in the entire world. Because I can still put out a podcast. It can still get into your eardrums. You can listen to my smooth voice. I wouldn't describe my voice as a smooth voice. It's definitely not a smooth voice, but it's a voice with wisdom. And information you can't find anywhere else. And in this case, you know what that insight and wisdom is? It's that sheath underwear feels fucking good on your dick. No one else has said that. You put on sheath underwear, it's got smooth, silky fabric. If you're sweating because you're out and you got to work shitty jobs, you got something going on like poor people that work out of sheds on the other side of town on thin streets where you got to do manual labor all day or one of those people, you don't want sweaty nuts. You don't want so much sweat that it starts dripping into your own asshole and you end up with fucking sweats in your asshole from your balls mixing together with your ass sweat. You come home at the end of the day, you take off your own pants and you're like, man, if I were to take a shit, it would smell better because of all this fucking sweat that's in my nutsack that came from my ass crack i think i got that backwards so let's just try and bring this all together sheath underwear is very comfortable if you're in sweaty situations you can separate your balls from your dick and if you promo use promo code rym you're gonna get 20 percent off that's pretty good you know that means you're gonna pay 80 percent of what the full price would have been <laughs> that's a pretty good discount everybody in all seriousness especially if you're doing exercise you're trying to bike through rich neighborhoods rich people know if your dick is touching your balls they know that you try running through their neighborhoods they're like hey that guy's dick is rubbing against his balls we got to get him out of here so make sure for this holiday season treat yourself don't don't go buying this for your relatives let your relatives live miserable shitty lives where their dick is just always flopping against their balls and curling up because it's so sweaty but you you can have that good dick lifestyle where you're putting it in a sheath pouch and it's well protected. And if somebody sees you in your underwear, they'll be like, that guy's got a nice dick. And uh, with that, let's move into our next topic. You had the big tech hearing. That was the other um, That was the other thing that happened this week was uh, they pulled in. Google got left out in this one, but you took both Facebook and Twitter. Uh, and I said something on part of the problem that I've been thinking about since then. Uh, which was Twitter and Facebook, private private groups, right? Do we think, pri- like, even if Twitter and Facebook are doing something terrible, they're kicking people like me off of there, they're censoring free speech, they're not just censoring free speech, you've got topics such as, uh, you know, how we could beat COVID, and they're censoring good information. Like, when Stanford people, I don't know if this was censored, but let's just go with the theoretical. When Stanford people were going, hey, these health models that are saying everyone's going to die are not accurate, mm-hmm. censored. 
when Trump's talking about hydroxychlorine and it turned out that the study that criticized him on that turned out to be false, censored. Hunter Biden, censored. Important information being censored. All right. And and I've seen um, just regular people have their posts censored. Or have have seen uh, posts saying this is uh, this may be false information, which is crazy. The editorializing and also yeah. this is everything we're seeing. If we also understand shadow banning mm-hmm. and the fact that they can promote shit over other shit, imagine the level of censorship that actually exists. Okay, so you've got Twitter's doing something that we all can agree is bad. At the end of the day, though, they're a private company, and if they've got a marketplace of people that would rather be on a censored environment. Should we be advocating that someone should tell them that they should operate their business differently? Now, I want to go to the extreme on this because I went with what is the most extreme example. But I was saying, let's say you had a restaurant in your town that put up a sign that said whites only. That's why I said I'm part of the problem. Mm -hmm. Now, I wouldn't want to eat there. And I don't think that that should exist. Right. But should we have a right to tell that business? Like, should we lobby government to come in and say that that business should not be there now? I think the argument for that is that some people within like society, they say that that is so terrible. I don't even like, it's not that I like fuck boy. Like if there was some super rich guy who could just operate a business at a loss, I think it is horrible to have a sign up that says whites only. And so I think, yes, government should come in and get rid of that because it's so disgusting. I don't even want it in my town. And I understand, I understand that frame of mind, but You know what I was thinking is the opposite of that? Christians who go, hey, I think abortion is so terrible for society. Even if you're going to pay for your abortion clinic, I don't want it here. Because I think that you're killing babies, and I don't want that to be a part of my society. And so it's easy for the leftists to go, like, on the race issues and go, this is my morality, that everyone should be equal, and so therefore it's terrible. I don't even want this to be here. The point being, if you look at it from that framework, yeah, I guess no one should be able to lobby government to tell a private individual how they, like, you know what I mean? Like, uh, yeah, I, I, I mean, uh, my point, my view on it is like, everyone should be free to do what they want. And if you were to open a business that says whites only, I mean, you see normal businesses coming in and going out of business real quick anyway. I feel like if you opened a business that was whites only, how you wouldn't be able to survive. I don't think you should be able to be like, oh, government step in and get it's, them out. They're going to be out anyway. That one is so interesting because let's say you're a rich guy and you like you're Bill Gates and you decide I'm Bill Gates. I'm a racist. I want to open up places in cities, restaurants that are whites only just as a fuck you to black people. And maybe I can actually reprovoke race. Like maybe mm-hmm. I'll, I'll normalize it and more people will go, oh, it's OK. Now, I totally like this. It's really tough, like theoretical question, because I totally understand. And I would feel this way. I don't want that in my fucking town. I don't. And I totally would understand everyone being like, we don't want this here. So the most efficient way to get rid of something that you don't want somewhere would be everyone getting together saying, don't go. I vote that this shouldn't be here. And then you get it the fuck out. Or just don't go there. Right. I guess. But I guess in some ways you could argue that that's not enough. If He was self-sufficient. He could stay. Yeah, okay. be self-sufficient. Okay. He could stay, and you could say that it, how, it normalizes. Like, okay. uh, it normalizes a terrible thing because you it, like you now in the middle of your like. Imagine you're so rich, you're fucking Bill Gates. Imagine yeah, okay. as a theoretical, you bought the entire mall of Stanford. You yeah. now own the wall and the mall in the middle of Stanford. No one can tell you what you can and can't do with the mall. And he puts out on the outside of the mall, it's whites only, yeah. and he operates every store, and that's the way. 
like I wouldn't agree with that. So now the question is: Is a person that doesn't agree with it is the solution? Like that government, like that we should be able to lobby government to go. That's not what we I want think here. The mall, the mall example is actually easier for me. Like actually easier thing because if you want to go to the mall, yeah. but the only mall you have to go to says whites only, but you happen to be white, but you're not going to go there to support it. Then you're going to say, right. Okay. But now I went with the theoretical, the guy's so rich, he doesn't care. But you have to, I right. think then you have to step into government and go, Hey, listen, this is in my town. This is the only mall. I don't support it. No one in the town supports it, but they had to, so they have to leave. Or because but that's different than the government automatically saying, you can't do that, you're gone. Mm-hmm. That's the people who are in the community getting yes. together, like you were saying, and going, hey, guys, we're not with this shit. This is our community. Now let's bring this to the government yes, and be definitely. like, this is... Right. So that's where I really feel like it comes down to f- like better freedom of association where, yes, there should be a town of people who are able to say, we don't want a mall, and it's almost like a zoning law where everyone can be in agreement, hey, if you're living in this area, you're not able to have this bit, like, you should be able to do that. Like, that, I, I, I believe, you know, it's like, if I, if you, I, and everyone in this family bought houses here, mm-hmm. and, like, we decided, all right, we want all of our block to be a certain way, you should be able to, like... You should be able to do that. Yeah, if everyone's which, going on it. Because you should, own the properties. So, yeah, which yeah. should go both ways. That if mm-hmm. you choose, mm-hmm. you want to be racist, you should have the freedom to do so. I think, or if you yeah. choose that you want to exclude people that are racist, you should be able to do that as well. Yes. The problem is we're in this framework where it's like you got this one large federal government which is kind of in control of everything. And so in that regard, I like... I know this one's gonna sound fucking crazy. This, this I, I, I get. A, I feel like a lot of government and being successful or happy in life is just that you opt in. So it's like I think part of the problem with our current framework is that everyone hasn't really opted into the way that this government works, and so everyone's just like, "Well, what can I get out of this thing?" or "Fuck this thing that's imposed upon me." Now let's just say I, I know this is a crazy example, and I, I mean I've already said enough crazy fucking shit just that I can't really have a normal career, which sucks because I just feel I, I feel like I'm a good-hearted person, and I try and explore better. And like I don't speak in absolutes; I speak in can we explore this and come to something better, or I'm making a joke. And it's crazy to me that even just like that's the problem with the world that doing those two things. If you're even exploring the wrong thing, it's like people take you out of context and you're finished. But let's just go theoretical. You decide, like, you want to, let's go, you know, just to make it a little safer. You're Mexicans, you want to live in an all-Mexican community. That's the way that you want to live, right? Now, if that's the way that you want to live and other people want to live and you got a small community and everyone has the thing that they want, you're probably going to contribute to making it work. Mm -hmm. And even though you got a racist attitude that you don't want, like, whites or blacks in there, in terms of, like, I, I have, like, a more spiritual sense that every single person is contributing to being charitable to the other person in their community... I feel like that's a better framework than if you force these people to live in areas they don't want to be in with people they don't want to be in. And so, like, they're just mean to everybody. You know what I mean? They're, like, if you looked at well, the world from, is, like, a yeah. spiritual like a energy. It's like a Jehovah's Witness But that exists. Compound. I you think can't, and, You can't live on a Jehovah's Witness compound unless you're yeah. a Jehovah's Witness. And most and major they, cities. And I shouldn't, like, and why would I want to force myself in there for them to be miserable yeah. about me being there? And I think in New York City, though, it's pretty... Uh, it's pretty separated by race and it's always been since like the beginning. I mean, you go there, there's Chinatown, little Italy, and most of the people stay like live there. They live there because they're the same race. Like if you're Italian, you move to little Italy or 
or whatever like i mean a lot or the bronx you live around italian restaurants you live more like it's like yeah pretty like it's pretty like community based. And i think it's more um higher population maybe it is when it's like lower population it's not like that but it's i feel like it is like that i mean but it's not like you can't go it's in there you can't do, it's though. not That's, exclusive yeah, yeah, yeah exactly all right so this is interesting i because i was arguing and i think that over time um i just think cooler and more interesting social media platforms will come up and i also think that there will be an opportunity for a more free and open platform on that note here's some interesting things that happened this past week um news uh newsmax which was the only news channel that really took a pro donald trump like stance even more pro than like fox news so on the week of october 5th in prime time they were getting about sixty-one thousand viewers an episode which by the way i look at that part of the problem is larger than that and it's just funny to me to think about like major network no because i mean i don't i'm not living that great if i was the, the the secondary leading news anchor on newsmax at like their apm hour i'd be fucking rich as shit and they don't they're not speaking to more people than mm. i am on part of the problem yeah that's fucking crazy to that's think crazy. about anyways on october 5th and by the way that's like okay anyways October 5th, 61,000 people. In the week of November 9th, 329,000. So the free market is responding to, you know, who's kind of... That's a pretty fucking big increase for one month. The other one is... This is from Rolling Stones magazine. Um, In the days since the election, Parler and MeWe, two apps that angle themselves as uncensored alternatives to mainstream social media, have overtaken TikTok and Zoom as the most downloaded apps on iTunes. Parlor was downloaded approximately 580,000 times worldwide. 580,000 doesn't sound ins- insignificant. Uh, I mean, I guess in the in half like a million downloads worldwide. It's tough because like you go through the app store, the, then you could find a, a bunch with a 500 million, and then you look 500, at it. 500,000. 500,000. I think this was number and, one though. It overtook like, TikTok and Zoom. Yeah. But that's for one month. That doesn't mean overall. Yeah, it's everyone tough. realized they sucked. Yeah, and then everyone realized they suck, and that's. Remember that one other app that actually Joe Rogan. Um, he actually uh like, I don't know if he um like uh what was the fucking promoted it. promoted it, but he was like, oh, I'm on this new thing. It might it's gonna be the new Instagram. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And then it. it just went. Yeah, but I looked at it, a million downloads. I made one, and then no one ever talks about it again. What was it? It's like we start with a V. Vine. No, it wasn't Vine. Vimeo. No, it wasn't Vimeo. It was like an Very Instagram, gay? a Vertigo. <laughs> what is it? My what man. Did you say Vertigo? <laughs> no. Uh, no, it was some way to V, like vote. I don't know. All right, but it's supposed to be the new thing. Let's. Uh, we're, we're going long. I'm gonna wrap it up right here. The most interesting Hail part Mary. of the for the first time ever of the um tech meetings and we we did a longer piece on part of the problem on this. So you can go listen to it. But Zuckerberg's. No, what's up? It's fine. <laughs> no, oh, what's up, man? I that'd be funny. Just to stare at him. <laughs> Come on in. Nah, dude, it's cool. It's cool. It's cool. It's cool. All right. The way I felt while watching this is give me, give me Jim Jordan or don't have a show. I wish that every Republican just gave their time to Jim Jordan because he's the best at it. And then here's the last uh, story I want to highlight for the week. Federal dollars couldn't stave off bankruptcy for hundreds of firms. This was a Wall Street Journal article. Just going to read one paragraph. About 300 companies that received as much as a half a billion dollars in pandemic-related government loans have filed for bankruptcy, according to Wall Street Journal analysis. There's something really interesting about that in terms of government's ability to even help people. Like, I want free money. Can I get some charity? Because at the end of the day, 
These are businesses that are no longer like you didn't save them. They were probably like, listen, I, I we never should have shut down. But if we're in a new landscape where the world is shut down, then yes, the players who can figure out how to play the game in this new environment are the ones that should continue because they're the ones that are actually adding value to society. Like if you're a restaurant and you figured out your outdoor game where everyone can be outdoors, guess what? You have value. If you're a person that's just indoors, no one wants to go there anywhere. Your movie theater, you're all indoors, no one wants to go there. You don't have value to society. Why would we keep you here? Not like why? Yet. Like I'm all. Listen, you want to start giving charity? Give me some fuck. Give the shed some charity. Yeah. If all oh, of a sudden yeah. we're just in the Church. business of free money, why is it that the businesses that were making a shit ton before mm-hmm. your owners yeah. like so they get and maybe maybe some of them are small businesses. Patreon.com. Listen, but, if yeah, we're just, so, yeah, if some we're just in the business of charity, how do I get some of that charity? Some of those then, big then businesses. Fine, let's just give it to minorities. Let's do that. I'll hear less about systemic racism. That does more yeah. to me than making sure that Lowe's Theater got paid for two months. All right, that's True. it. That is it for True. this episode of the uh, Run Your Mouth podcast. To recap some plugs, December 5th in Philly with the Shedcast guys, BK Chris, two other comics I will announce. Going to be a bowler fucking show. New Hampshire, December 28th. Going to be at a Free State Project clubhouse. That is going to be an absolute blast. That is me and BK Chris. Email me, robsnewsroom at gmail.com. Next week, Friday night, which will be the next Friday night after this comes out, um, I'm going to do probably three Zoom shows because I figure 30 people will hit me up running my live Run Your Mouth end of year, working out some of the kinks. And then, as always, check out the Shedcast. It is less political than me rambling over here, putting Sid Floyd to sleep. <laughs> uh, check it out. It is a lot of fun. And then, wait, always... Baby. Check out Sid Floyd. Check out Mike Nice. Thank you. Unbelievable musical artist with great tunes. Before I call it an episode, the floor is yours. Yo, I just want to say shout out to the Grizz for coming in here with a fucking Sega Dreamcast. Yeah, did you come up with your Trump thing before we sign out? Mine was... Play that. Yo, Trump gets to be quarterback for the New York Jets for one one uh, play and gets to throw a touchdown on Philadelphia because oh Biden's from uh, from there. The Jets literally couldn't. Be I mean, not worse. the Jets, not the Jets, not my bad. The Giants, because oh, the Giants okay. hate the Eagles. So be a quarterback yeah. for the Giants, throw a touchdown on the Eagles. All right, I ruined it, but go ahead. That was uh, mine. If I had to pick one for Trump to do before he leaves office, man. And that's the yeah. cast. <laughs> Love you guys. You can catch us dude, on the show. Yo, open the floodgates. What if? That's it, dude. Let if you open in. the floodgates and let every nonviolent offender out of prison. Then we'd be overpopulated. There All right. We are. See you later. <laughs> and that's our uh, Shedcast, Mike Nice, CT, Sid underscore Floyd, the Grizz in the building. Yeah. And that's it. Boom. Love you guys. Shedtech Gates. Brought to you by Secondhand Smoke. Shedtech Gates out there somewhere. We love you still. Yo, I think you should end this episode with Alice's Restaurant. Just throw that in the outro. Because you talk about the trash. No, I don't know this song. What?